time to down your unders. Down your unders. The Frontline Gaming Network brings to you Art of War. Down Under. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode 28 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name is Adam Camilleri. I'm joined once again by the intrepid, the intrepid pestilent Don Houston himself. How you doing, brother? Welcome back. Pretty good. Uh, happy uh, Nurgle Day. Happy Nurgle Day. Every day is a happy Nurgle Day. Um, but yeah, we're here to do our second half of the uh, Death Guard Codex review. And where we left off last time was just before the stratagems. Now, we'll do a little bit of wrap-up there first, but I'm going to spend a little moment and tell you guys a little bit about um, Art of War Down Under, what we do. This is a, a two-part podcast, and the premise of this podcast is that we uh, review content at a high level, as cover-to-cover uh, and as succinctly as possible to give you guys the most information about new releases, upcoming things, changes to the game. And so that if you may be someone out there who doesn't have the time to run out and buy everything immediately or doesn't have the time to go through or sift through or read through an uh, elaborate breakdown of things, you can listen to this at work, while you're working, while you're driving, and get uh, a pretty decent knowledge of what you may face across the table. Uh, but then you know you can go out and, and buy your content as, as you need it rather than um, needing to, to run out and grab the new hotness immediately. And this isn't to replace GW products. This isn't to be a replacement or anything like that. It's just for the people who, you know, the, the, the release schedule of GW is so insane at the moment. It's like a, just a snowball. It just keeps rolling, rolling, rolling. It's very hard to keep up. So I'm here to try and help you guys stay cur- as current as possible. Well, hopefully join the ride and then in part two which is uh, available for patrons only uh me and the content creator i'm i'm with in this case don houston we deep dive um the real nitty-gritty of the content we've just reviewed the applications of it where, where it works best where it works worst, what it's best and where its matchups are and then we review um lists sent in by the patrons and of course answer any or questions so if you are at all interested in that please jump over to patreon and look up art of war underscore down under you'll find us pretty easily subscribe there you'll get a whole backlog catalog as well or you can find us over on the art of war 40k.com website where you can buy our podcast and the other art of war podcast by nick nanavati and john damaris for a nice lump sum and you get a bit of a discount on both if you buy them both at the same time but anyway don where did we leave off with the death guard um so i believe that we left off on the stratagems we had just gone through all the plague companies wallet traits uh relics mm-hmm. and psychic powers and pathogen yeah, and we thought that like the it was obvious that the the warlord traits were phenomenal. The discipline was really good. The the, the pathogens are good and bad in applications, um, and the relics were legit as well. And there are four pages of strats here. Yes, yeah. I the, was, uh, I, was honestly, so I was honestly surprised. I suppose that, like the last three reviews I've done have been like supplements, and so they all had like one or two pages. And this one's like, oh wow, four. So this is this tells you. This, to me, just this tells me this isn't a supplement. This isn't a, a tack on to something else, as like the old Death Guard and T Suns would like tax onto the Chaos Space Marine Codex. This is a standalone, don't need anything else, don't want anybody else. Death Guard don't need no man. They are just here to be their own, stand on their own two feet and do their own thing, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially because, I mean, granted, War of the Spider helped out a lot, but the first Death Guard Codex, it basically had like two stratagems that you'd use, and that was it. <laughs> And, uh, it was tragic and then most of it and then all the other ones were just port overs like veterans of the long war etc that you just auto use from the space Marine codex anyway but uh deep deep driving to straight in we're going to take this tit for tat going to read you out the name the cp read you it out and then we'll get our thoughts the first one trench fighters one cp 
Use a stratagem in the fight phase when a Death Guard Plague Marines unit from your army is selected to fight to the end of the phase. Each time a model in that unit fights, if it is equipped with any Plague Knives, it makes one additional attack. This one was in, in um, War of the Spider, wasn't it? This one was in War of the Spider. Yeah. Is it, is yeah. it still as good? Because I, I heard people rating it at the time. Is this still as good? Is it still as relevant? Yeah, so this is uh, actually completely unchanged. So the one CP, you get an extra attack with your Plague Knife. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Is it going to be a good one? You see it a lot. Mainstay or forgettable? You will see this one extremely frequently with Plague Marines. Just your bog standard 21-point Plague Marine. This stratagem makes it so that they stab you three times with that strength four. Keep in mind, most of the time you're going to be minus one toughness, mm. AP one or two, depending on uh, what they have else going on. And really, the Plague Weapons, yeah? So reeling ones or reeling everything with Arch Contaminator to wound? Definitely. And I mean, T3 guys base going out on T2, when on twos, really yeah. ones. Yeah, that's legit. That's legit. They're going to smash through Guardsmen like, with absolute ease, Termagants, everything else. Yeah, actually, not bad. What's the next one, dude? So the next one we have is Creeping Blight, which actually combos really well with the Trench Fighters. It's 1 CP, uses stratagem in the fight phase, when a Death Guard unit from your army selected to fight. So this is any Death Guard unit, not just playing mm. Marines like the earlier one was. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit uh, makes an attack with a Plague Weapon, an unmodified wound roll of a 6... That attack then becomes AP four, so it's turning them into like pseudo rending claws or um, shuriken weapons. Definitely, yeah. And That's that, legit. That just burns through things. You're mm. and once more, you go back to basic plague marines, but it does not have to be plague marines. Your basic plague marines will just burn through things. So what's interesting there is that we know arch contaminators reroll all wounds, not just failed wounds. So you could fish for sixes once again um, with things like plague knives. You could be like, okay, well I'm wounded. Your, your toughness three. I'm strength four. I'm winning on threes anyway. Every everything that's not a six, I'm just going to re-roll because I'll kill these intercessors so much easier with more sixes. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good ways to get a lot of extra knowledge out of that. I like it. Definitely. Uh, next one is fire fever. One CP also. You just strategy in your shooting phase when a death guard hellbrute model from your army is selected to shoot until the end of the phase. That model can only target a single eligible unit. Uh, and each time an attack is made by that model, add one to the attack's hit and one to the attack's wound roll. How good are Helbrits? How good can you make Helbrits for Death Guard? Is this something that's even relevant? So Helbrits did get a massive boost with the minus one damage on them. And uh, this stratagem makes it so that Helbrits are actually something that you might want to look at. As being a backfield holding thing, they also have the Bubotic Astartes keyword. So that helps out with certain secondaries or things that would be applied to them. But um, yeah, you can definitely run like a double DACA or like a twin heavy bolter, like Scourge Hellbrute, and he will just mow down whatever he's shooting at. Because most of the time it's going to be hitting on twos, winning on twos, rolling ones to hit, and possibly yeah. rolling ones to wound. That's actually, yeah, not bad. And it doesn't say, oh, sorry, it says say shooting face. Yeah, it does. Yeah, this yeah, one is yeah. just shooting. Hmm. I like it for one, one CP. That's good value. I mean, a lot of people would pay one CP for just the plus one to wound. So in this case, just getting the plus one to hit on top. It's not a, if you're taking Hellbrutes, things absolute value. What's up next? So next we have Vermid Whispers. It's one CP. So use a stratagem in the shooting phase when a Death Guard Terminator unit from your army is selected to shoot or fight for the duration of that shooting or fight uh, attack phase until, uh, yeah, uh, each time that a model in that unit makes an attack plus one to hit. So it's your um, fear of the first. Fear of the first, that one. Mm. Yeah. It's awesome that they get that. I mean, that, that it is it is great that they do that. So there's no like the oh, some terminators get this, some terminators don't. Um, where that would have been crazy is if you still had Death of the False Emperor acting as it was, but luckily it doesn't. So there's no more exploding fives and fours and all that crazy goodness. But uh, yeah, this is this is pretty good. Yeah, 
Yep, especially with like your weapon skill two dash shroud. When they Ooh, do yeah. their overhead attack thing that does the two damage at strength mm. seven AP three, you make it so they go back to hitting on twos. That's really true, and that's very potent. Nice, yeah. One C, that's a good one CP. Like I said, the fever one we just read before is one CP for plus one to hit and plus one to win. This one's just plus one to hit for one CP, and it's still very good. All right, Haze of Corruption, 2 CP. You use stratagem in the fight phase when a Death Guard core unit from your army is selected to fight. To the end of that phase, each time an enemy model is destroyed by an attack made by a model in that unit, any excess damage inflicted by that attack is not lost and is instead suffered by another model in that unit. Do not make a saving throw for that model. This continues till then no more excess damage. So this is how the flails used to work, yeah? It used to be um, a flail of corruption. Any excess damage would overflow. Is that, does that mean that that's been removed from flails, or is this just giving it to someone else? So flails did lose that ability, but now you, with this, you can apply it to every weapon in a Plague Marine or Death Shroud unit. None of the other core... Are, well, I guess you can also do it on uh, Blight Lords if they have the flail, but almost everything mm. else is one damaging core choices. Yeah, so this seems crazy on the scythes, right? So with the size. If you really want to do spill damage, they do have a second profile that basically does this mm. better without having to use any CP. But you do this on like your Plague Marine units that have, you know, two cleavers, two flails, and oh, yeah. makes of corruption or you know something like that, and they can literally do over a hundred casualties worth of damage in, in one wow. round of combat. Wow. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, two CP is a little bit steep, but the opportunity cost is pretty high, isn't it? I mean, what you just said, 100 casualties, is in the realms of absurdity. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely nuts what they can do. Fantastic. Haze of Corruption. All right, over to you, man. All right, next up we have Haze, or sorry, yeah, Eternal Hatred. So use a strategy in the shooting phase or the fight phase, and this is targeting Bubonic Astari's infantry. Uh, I'm just going to sum it up real quick. It's Veterans yep. of Long War for 2 CP. Fabulous. It's, uh, I think Vets should be 2 CP, and I'm happy they still got it. Yeah. Yeah. At 1 CP, it was like a no-brainer. You'd use it mm-hmm. every time that you you know shot your obliterators or whenever you just need to kill Titan. Now you actually have to think about if you want to use it or not. Because, I mean, all these abilities that we've gone through so far are good things, and you mm-hmm. only have so much CP to use it on. And this this gets magnified like times three when you're giving it auras of minus one toughness, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, so like you're, um, you know, a power fist punching a titan, for example. Mm. You go to winning on twos. threes just for your aura, and then winning on twos because of this. Mm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It actually is fearsome how much better it does get in Death Guard. Wow, okay. Mutant Strain, 1 CP. You just strategy in the fight phase when a Poxwalker's unit from your army is selected to fight until the end of that phase. Each time attack is made by a model in that unit, an unmodified hit roll of six inflicts one mortal wound on the target in addition to any damage. Um, and unmodified hit roll of one inflicts one mortal wound on the Poxwalker's unit after all the damage is resolved. So each time you roll a, a six to hit, you hurt them, you hurt you. Um, it's a six to hit, which is interesting. Usually these things proc on a six to wound. Um, yeah, and it's in addition to be. Yeah, and it's in addition to normal... In addition to everything else, it's in it in addition to normal damage. So you, you keep you keep rolling the you roll the wound do- dice as well because if you, you'd assume that if it was not an addition, you'd roll to hit, pick out the sixes, they just become wounds, and then you roll the rest. But that six stays in. So Correct. actually, it's actually a very good one CP strat. Yep, and it comes very well with the Harbinger's uh, special stratagem, where you can make the Poxwalkers re-roll to hit. So oh, like yikes. a yeah. unit of Poxwalkers, if you're not re-rolling your regular hits and you're only trying to fish for or rather if you're rolling four through sixes and you re-roll the ones through threes on average those 20 pox walkers do 10 mortal wounds to your opponent that's crazy i mean 10 of them will die but it's pox walkers you're like every day you'll take that trade 
Well, so keep in mind, it's not on sixes you also take a mortal wound. It's on ones you take a mortal wound. So if oh, you're course. getting rid of those ones, you're going to be taking even less. You're mitigating as well. So yeah, yeah, exactly right. You're doubling doubling down on the sixes, mitigating the ones. Very great mortal wound. Great mortal wound strat. One of the best mortal wound strats I've seen. A lot of them now come with caps of like, e.g. you can only do three or five mortal wounds with XYZ ability. This one, this is a, just a dead set reason that pox, you'll see pox walkers. You will see pox walkers. They're so good. Mm. <laughs> All right. Oh. So we have diseased effluence. This is one CP. Use a strategy in the command phase. Select one death guard character model from your army that is not a demon model. And one enemy unit with an engagement range of that model. The Death Guard character model then suffers one mortal wound, and then you roll a d6. On a 2+, plus, the enemy unit suffers 2d3 mortal wounds, unless that enemy unit is a character that is not a vehicle, then it would suffer d3 mortal wounds instead. So this stops your characters from ever really being bogged down, as long as it's not a Demon Prince or Mortarian. That's, that's crazy. And that's command phase. So that's not even movement phase. That's not mm. shooting phase, psychic phase. It's command phase. So you're doing more wounds in so many phases with this army. So it's, dude, it's one CP to on average deal five mortal wounds. I don't know of any other one CP strats that just do five. Like, remember, for the longest time, we had one CP strats to do D3. I mean, there are some terms and conditions here. You have to be in combat in your command phase. Um, so you just yeah, somebody's given you a, someone's. You just can't wrap. You can't wrap Death Guard characters now. This is pretty much what this says. You just, you you don't even need to use it. You just make sure your opponent knows about it. <laughs> you're like you're pretty you're pretty good. But man, it's, that's actually a, a stupendously good thing. Yes, that that stratagem is ridiculous. Just keep in mind you're going to be doing one mortal wound to yourself every time you do that. Okay, what does it say? You do one mortal wound. To, the, uh, that's that the very first part of it. That oh, of course, of course, of course. You're absolutely right. Um, that model suffers one mortal wound, and then you roll d6 on a two plus the enemy unit. Of course, yes, of course. I thought it did one and to them, and then two d3 more. But you're absolutely right. Does one to yourself, and then on a two plus does two d3 to them. But dude, so it's average of four mortal wounds. I, I spoke out of turn. But man, that's still crazy good, and it's good enough to check a lot of opponents' more aggressive tactics against you as well. Definitely. Um, Demonic Gluttony 1CP Use a stratagem in the fight phase When a Death Guard Demon enters model from your army Selected to fight To the end of the phase Each time enemy model Is destroyed by an attack Made by that model That Demon Engine model Regains one lost wound Up to a maximum Of three regained wounds Seems good man Seems like It's got, just got Defiler written on Next to it Defiler or Blow Drone Nix it on it yeah Yep And I mean This is any model So it's Guardsman It could even be a tank It's yeah. really really good It's it, and yeah, yeah, so it, flesh mower. Anytime a flesh mower demon engine model from your army is selected to fight, yeah, there's some really good applications here. Yeah, if you do have a flesh mower, you're going to be using this every turn because people will see what it does and shoot the crap out of it. Absolutely. All right, over to you. All right, then we have the probably the most powerful stratagem in here that you will see and you will need to be aware of. Flash outbreak for two CP. Use the stratagem in the command phase. Select one play company unit from your army. If there are any other play company units from your army on the battlefield that have a contagion or any contagion abilities that uh, the selected unit does not have until the start of your next command phase, the unit that you did not initially select, the, the other unit that has the extra ability, loses that ability. Yep. And then until the start of your next command phase, the, um, the unit that you had initially selected 
gains all his contagion abilities. So, which so let me just check something, yeah? So you could run up a unit of five Plague Marines, spend this, and those Plague Marines get all of Morty's contagions. Uh, so Mortarian will not be usable because he is not a Plague Company. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. And you see, my contagions are very specific. It's Nurgle's Gift, which everything has currently except for a lot of the Fort Worth World stuff. Yep. And then all the Plague Company Warlord traits are the other contagions. Cool. This is re- this is a really nice way of, of expanding the efficiencies of things. Like some guys can see a really intimidating character and then try and run away from that, flip over to another flank, and then it's like, ah, oh, you were trying to avoid this thing. Ah, oh, well, now these guys have got it too. I think that's really nice. So there is one other part of this that I had not mentioned yet, which is basically that unit that you selected. It counts the battle round as being one higher for the term oh. of how far out the contagion spread. So turn three, this is premium because it all of a sudden you get the biggest increase in the aura range, and yeah, you wouldn't have had all. Yeah, that's really, really good, man. Really good. We'll have to that one is one we could we could deep dive the applications of that judiciously. We might do that. In, I might add that to the to the run sheet for part two of this, and we'll just deep, literally just deep dive this stratagem and how to use it because um, there's gonna, there's going to be some nuance to that. Yep. All right. Uh, putrid detonation, 1 CP slash 2, 2 CP. You just strategy in any phase when a Death Guard vehicle model is destroyed. You do not roll to see if that model explodes. It does automatically. If the model has a wound characteristic of 9 or less, it's 1 CP. Otherwise, it's 2 CP. So 9 or less, that's the bloat drones and the plague haulers and the blood haulers. Yep, and a couple of Fortro vehicles, but yes. Of course. And yeah, then 2 CP for everything else, for your PBCs and your defilers and land raiders, etc. Yep, and ironically, this does not exclude Titanic units like most things like that do. Shebang, can you take like a, a Death Guard Chitin for any reason? Uh, so you cannot take a Death Guard Chitin because that one's Mark of Corn. You course. can, however, take like a, a Fellblade, Falchion, anything like that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Hey, we're talking. All right, next one. All right, uh, next one that we have is Foul Smokescreen. Uh, this is basically the you pop smoke whenever yeah. something with a smokescreen gets targeted for one CP. Not fair. Easy nice as uh, you want to do the next one as well, then? Seeing as that one was a little lame. All right. Next one we have is the Blightning, which is another one of those stratagems that you will need to be aware of because it will hurt you. And it'll touch you in a very, very early place. One CP. Use a stratagem in your shooting phase. Select up to three Death Guard models from your army. This does not have to be from the same unit. Just three separate models from your army. Until the end of that phase, play weapons with the grenade type. Lose grenade type and become or sorry they lose the blast ability and then they become pistol six and each time that model makes an attack roll with any of those weapons if there are any enemy units within engagement range with them the attacks automatically hit wow okay so this is in this is pretty much in exchange for the old um blight bombardment yeah yes so how does so break it down for people how does it actually interact how does it actually work because there are a lot of layers to this all right so the first part of it is that it becomes pistol six, which means that you can also fire a normal pistol with it because yep. they no longer block each other out. This also works really well with people like the uh, biologist that has like a mortal wound pistol on top of his crazy grenades. This will not work on Mortarian's grenades because they are not plague mm-hmm. weapons. Thank God. But, <laughs> but um, then when you're, if you're engaged, when you activate this, then those pistol six shots of that grenade automatically hit. So it's like a flamer that just yeah. maxes out of shots. And keep in mind, blight grenades are now strength four. 
AP nothing, one damage. If you have a Biologist nearby, and I'm just going a little bit off the wall here, uh, he makes grenades go to AP one and two damage. And they are Ooh. play weapons. Ooh. And you are already definitely close enough to be giving the minus one toughness. Yes. Wow, yeah, that's a lot of layer. There's a lot of stacks there. That can well, so if you're in comp, you can throw these in combat as well. Like, so 18 auto hitting strength four minus one two damage, re- possibly rerolling to wound. Yeah. Yes. Jeez, just talk about just freebie, freebie. Is that what is that? It's a one CP as well. Yeah, yeah, amazing value, really good. Yeah. If you see any plague rings on the table, they will be using this. If you try to wrap mm, them, for and they sure. will break out. Well, yeah, between that and the diseased effluence, you just like you just cannot wrap these guys. It's really, yeah. yeah, it's really an intimidating prospect to try and remain aggressive. Like maybe you'd be more harlequin stuff, hit and get the hell out, hit and get the hell out, because you can't afford to stay there. Otherwise, you you are absolutely wrecked. Um, next one, overwhelming gen- generosity, one CP. Use a stratagem in your shooting phase when a death guard unit from your army is selected to shoot. At the end of the phase, add six inches range to characteristics of plague weapons. Models in the unit are equipped with. So, yeah, that's that's not bad. I mean, uh, uh, do you write many of the plague weapons, the ranged ones? So, there's a couple different things that you can do with this, which one's going to be the next stratagem. But uh, the other one is Death Shroud Terminators have plague spurt gauntlets, which are um, pistol flamers that are range 12, strength 3, AP nothing, one damage, uh, plague weapons. And you can make those 18 inches. And I know strength 3, AP nothing, 1 damage. Everyone's familiar with the last gun. They're not terribly yeah. scary. But the interactions you can do with the Death Guard Codex make them scary. Mm. But that's you which, let me just get on to that next stratagem. Yeah. Because this is the other thing that you might use it for if you need to. Virulent rounds for 1 CP. Use the stratagem in the shooting phase when a Death Guard core unit from your army is selected to shoot. Until the end of that phase, bolt weapons um, that models in that unit are equipped with have a plague weapon ability. Nice, 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 nice. So plus six inches range on all the bolt weapons. It's actually pretty cool on um, heavy bolts as well. Going to 42, some people a lot of the time will play to try and deny um, the 36. Going to 42 really breaks that open. Also, it also busts what I just mentioned, Harlequins. Their minus six inch range aura doesn't mean anything anymore. Yep, which also means that you can use the lightning on them. Mm, of course. Because most of the time, they're six inch grenades. When you yeah, have that yeah, yeah. at six inches makes it so you can't throw that's that is hilarious and very 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 well thought out people not jot that one down in your little diaries that's that's going to come up at some point uh next one is disgusting force for one cp use a stratagem in the shooting phase when a plague burst crawl model from your army selected to shoot to the end of the phase this is the one that was um i was shown off by g double already isn't it um uh, you get a damage characteristic of three on the plague burst on mortar and uh, after the model is shot select a, a enemy that was hit by one or more attacks and then roll a D6 for each other unit within three. Uh, on a four plus, they take one mortal wounds. One CP, it just, just going from damage two to damage three is pretty good. Um, I mean, uh, putting it on a, uh, playing one CP to give a model that has D6 shots is not that good. So maybe you'd only do it when you're shooting into something that already has like six models or more. So you get a min three at least. Um, yep. But yeah, apart from that, it seems okay. Yep. And the other part that you uh, might have missed in there was so it's a three inch uh, bubble round for the on a four up taking mortal wound does not affect Nurgle units. Of course, so you can't hurt yourself. That's pretty cute. Yeah. Just also keep in mind, a lot of these things in this book are does not affect Nurgle units. The Death Guard and Death Guard matchup is actually an interesting one because a lot of your stuff does <laughs> not affect That's good as You just fight like a regular-ass army instead of being all souped up against each other. That's pretty cute as well. I like it. 
All right. right. Let's go back to this other side here. So next off, we have the Unclean Machine Spirit for one CP. This pretty much just affects your land raiders. Um, use that at the starting command phase until your next command phase is considered to be full wounds for the purposes of the damage characteristic. I'm a little annoyed that's only um, machine spirit units. I wish they, they'd transpond that over to like demon engines. That'd be, that'd be nice. But anyway, moving on, you want to do the next one as well, seeing as that one's a bit lackluster? Yep, so then we have befouled incubators. So uh, this is going to be bouncing back to the crazy strategies that you use on characters. So use a strategy in the fight phase when a, sorry, it's not one CP befouled incubators. So in the fight phase, when a death guard character from your model is selected to fight, until the end of the phase, each time an enemy model is destroyed by an attack made by that model, roll a d6. On a 3+, plus, the enemy unit suffers one mortal wound after your model has resolved all of its attacks to a maximum of three mortal wounds uh, per phase via the strategy. Mm. As, you, as I mentioned before, some, a lot of these strats that do mortal wounds have caps on them, which is what makes that other one so spicy. But is this any good? Uh, so this one, it will definitely help you get out of being stuck with someone. Um, as far as like a horde of dudes... You're never going to use it on, like, you know, a Smash Captain that comes in you because you need to kill things, and it only yeah. hits the units that you're already killing. Yeah, exactly right. So it's what unit of ten guardsmen. If you need to kill them off an objective, and you know you can only kill like six of them. Um, if you kill six, pop three. Or last one auto pops to morale. You know, job done. It's not bad, uh, but it's opportunistic. I think. Yes. Um, all right, two CP. Release the toxins. You just strategy, I mean, you can man face, select one Death Guard character model from your army that was equipped with a Relic of Decay at the start of the battle. Roll one D6 for each enemy within seven of the model uh, in your command phase, sorry. And on a two to five, that unit suffers one mortal wound. On a six, it's D3. A model can only be selected for this strategy once per battle. So if you've got a Relic, you can spend a C- you can spend two CP, and then everything within seven inches takes one mortal wound on a two to five, or, or you deals a smite to them on a six. That it's weird that that's 2CP. That feels like a 1CP strap, but maybe I'm missing something. So it's a small fact that you can, for one, it's also command phases like that earlier stratagem, the uh, the one where you do 2D3 mortal wounds. It's also something you can basically use it on a hidden character, like if you throw your foul blight spawn up in the middle of something, and it's a 7-inch bubble of you're all taking mortal wounds in the command phase right now. And the part that people are missing with these command phase stratagems for mortal wounds is you score during your command phase. And this is all during yes. the command phase. So you yes. kill them off objectives, and then you score. It's also a really great way of opening up avenues for deep strike, I'm, I'm thinking. Like all these pulsing mortal wounds, you do them all in the command phase, and then you can deep strike down in the movement phase. It's a way of uh, killing screens but, and letting things get deeper into, into better positions. So it's pretty nice when you can put a density of them on the same place. Um, yeah. All right, next one. Next one we have is Eruption of Filth. So just when you thought that Death Guard characters did you know, too many mortal wounds for one <laughs> CP, use a stratagem in any phase when a Death Guard character model from your army is destroyed. Instead of using any other rules that'll trigger when they are destroyed, there's only one model currently that explodes when he dies, uh, which it calls out here. So before removing that model, roll a D6 for each enemy unit within three inches, excluding Nurgle units. On two through five, they suffer one mortal wound, and on a six... It suffers D3 mortal wounds. So it's essentially the same thing as the one before, but without the aura, and when you die instead of starting command phase. It's yep. and this one's only one CP. If you had only one of if you had only one of these in your in your in your toolbox, you'd be like, yeah, it's not it's not that good. But the fact you could do this like three times in a turn, 
just like pulse, pulse, pulse. And we've already read out a couple of a couple of other ways you can do it um, with you know the one where you target an objective and make that one pulse out mortals as well. This actually is just starting to get a bit crazy, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. It, really, really tough units. They're going to wither under the amount of mortal wounds that Death Guard can put out. Yeah, it's actually it's ferocious. All right, um, the next uh, three are your standard um, give a give a champion a something special, a relic of a de- decay, more relics, more warlord traits, strats. So we'll just jump over to um, grandfatherly influence, one CP slash two CP. Uh, use this stratagem before the battle when you are mustering your army. Select one a death guard chaos spawn unit. From your army, add one to the toughness characteristic of the model, and that unit has disgustingly resilient. If that unit contains three or fewer models, it's one. Otherwise, it's two. Uh, I like this because I'm a fan of Chaos Spawn. Maybe not so much the models these days as things have progressed, but I do think Chaos Spawn are cool. And does does this make them good enough to take? So it does, primarily because Chaos Spawn are still ridiculously cheap. They're 23 points a model for if you use this. So it's one extra CP. But you make them T6, four wounds apiece with five up armor save. They hit really hard. Like they only hit on fours, but they're still strength five, AP two, two damage. They have two D3 attacks. You make them three D3 attacks. It's it's nuts what you can do with this. And then them subtracting one damage. It's huge. For three models that have four wounds apiece at T6, it's 69 points. It's That's insane. So yeah. cheap. Yeah. You, just, you will definitely be seeing Death Guard Chaos Spawn. A hundred percent. I think you'll see them everywhere. And if not, I I do I wouldn't be surprised to see some people taking a bunch of three mans, but I wouldn't also be surprised to see like one six in a couple of threes or what whatnot. Yeah, it's just it's really good. So uh Chaos Spawn also can no longer go to six man squads. Oh, or really? it's five man five. Ah, oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. Fair enough. Um up next. All right, so next up we have um a relic from War of the Spider that got turned into a stratagem, the good old Worm Spitter. Nice. So this one is you sickly uh, Corrosion, 2 CP. Use the stratagem in either the fight phase or the shooting phase. When a Death Guard model from your army makes an attack with a Plague Weapon that scores a hit against an enemy unit until the end of the turn, each time the attack or each time an attack is made by a Death Guard model against that enemy unit, your old wound rolls of 1. This mm. also works on non-core units. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Is this? Is this? You're just going to say this. You're going to say this quite a lot, aren't you? Yes, uh, that's one of the reasons why, like the Lord of Virulence, is so good because he can trigger that for the rest of your army. Yeah, I'm. I'm a fan. I'm actually a big fan. I think. I think that's just going to happen more often than not. Like twice, two or three times a game, you're just going to pop it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Belching fumes. One CP slash two CP. Use a stratagem at the start of your opponent's shooting phase. Select one Mythic Blight Halls unit from your army to the end of the phase. Each time an enemy model makes an attack with a ranged weapon against that unit, reduce the number of attacks made with that weapon by one to a minimum of one. If that unit contains two or few models, it is one CP. Otherwise, it costs two. Wow, so, you know, you're shooting with a multi-melter. Ah, oh, you're back to being a derpy multi-melter. One shot each. That's pretty cute. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's um, so good. Uh, it's also one of the reasons that I think that you'll start seeing two man squads of my Mythic Blight Haulers instead of three yeah well exactly right because two well two is almost as it's not as good as three you get less mileage but you know if it was one is one cp and two or more is three you know maybe you'd see three but the fact there's a a, this little cliff you go off on the cp expenditure for the two man a couple of units of two is actually pretty nice 
Man, actually, I, I love that stratagem. For one CP, minus one shot per weapon, it's crazy. Yeah, regular bolt guns and rapid fire range are only shooting one shot. It's yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, it's really good, really good. All right, um, next one's yours. All right, next one we have is Blight Bombardment. A lot of people got really salty when they saw this because they thought that it got rid of the grenade stratagem. Uh-huh, yeah. Turned into the Blightning. So Blight Bombardment is either two or three CP. Use a stratagem in your command phase if a Death Guard Warlord from your army is on the battlefield. Select one point on the battlefield and place a marker on that point. At the start of your next command phase, roll D6 for each enemy unit within six inches of the center of that marker, adding one to the roll if it's an infantry, subtracting one from the roll if it's a character. On a 2 through 6, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. On a 7 plus, that unit suffers D6 mortal wounds. The marker is then removed. If your warlord is the Lord of Virulence, it only costs 2, otherwise it costs 3 CP. You can only use the stratagem once. Hmm. So it is a it is a classic. Well, it is a new version of the Orb B, which is I've never seen it used in Ninth Edition. I saw I saw Orb Bs a couple times in Eighth. Is this going to be any good? So it'll be situationally awesome, and the yeah. reason why it's situationally awesome is for one, this one can do more than just D three mortal wounds, and you start adding things like the droning or yeah. anything else that reduces movement. You oh. can do it as an offensive thing, and mm-hmm. they can't get away from it, or you well, can do it as a all right, you're going to sit in that ruin. Cool, I'm going to drop this on that ruin. You either take it or you leave, and I'm going to shoot you. Well, that's exactly the same. People are really not going to want to walk into your the range of all your contagions. So they're going to a lot of people are going to castle up. This actually gets uh, this actually is so much better in this book than it is in the space marine one. Just for that fact, people are going to castle up and be like, okay, I can't come out for the next three turns. Either that, or they're going to come out early and then fade away. Uh, from as your auras increase and as you get closer. And when they do, if you drop this behind them, you're like, okay, well, you're just fading into an orb B. That's going to be pretty cute. That's going to be pretty nice. I like. I actually like this a lot in this book, which yeah, I, didn't think, I didn't think I was going to say this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very situational, but in certain situations, it will force your opponent to do things they don't want to do. Mm, anything you can do that, yeah, is, is potent. 3 CP for the privilege, maybe not, but if you are taking a Lord V, maybe... Maybe the 2CP is absolutely worth it. All right. Uh, the Dead Walk again, 1CP. Use a stratagem in your command phase, select one Poxwalker's unit from your army, and roll seven dice. For each three plus, uh, one of that unit's destroyed models is added back to the unit with one remaining. Models added back to that unit in this way must be set up in coherent engagement, can be set up in engagement range, must be set up in coherency, blah, blah, blah. Each unit can only be selected for the stratagem once per battle. Man, Poxies are looking awesome. Yeah, this is one of the things that made Poxwalkers even better because now they don't have to be close to get dudes back. So you can have someone sitting in the backfield and, you know, they get shot a little bit and then you just use this and get, you know, zero to seven dudes back and they can keep doing what they're doing. Well, it's 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 technically like, on, well, going on averages, it's four to five guys you're going to get back, right? On threes, seven dice on threes. Once they pay to get regained five wounds, that's legit. That's absolutely legit. Definitely. And then you start thinking about other things, like if someone gets close and you know your poxwalkers are down a little bit, you can get them back up, and then you can use like mutant strain and just pop a whole bunch of mortal wounds on your opponent. Yeah, exactly. It's very nice. All right, next one that we have here is Cloud of Flies. It's either 2 or 4 CP. This one did get a significant nerf and buff at the same time from its old iteration. So this one, the buff is, use a stratagem at the start of your opponent's shooting phase. The old version was you did it at the start of your movement phase so now you don't have to telegraph who's going to get cloud of flies yeah spot on um this is uh, a 
a bit of a nerf slash buff. Obviously, it's a nerf in the fact that it's two slash four CP. Um, but a lot of people are making a lot of the fact that it's only twelve. That if you come within twelve inches, you can shoot the target now. I think that is a stealth psych psych out. It, it is a it is a bait, is what it is. Yes, exactly right. Ringo, right. I'm going to use cloud of flies on this unit most likely. You can negate it if you get close to me. Yeah. And then but why the, the hell on every discard player's head is if you get close to me, you're dead. You're dead as hell. Yeah. Please, oh, please. No, you can only shoot me within 12 inches forever, ever. Oh, and negate all this CP I just sent. Oh, this is just the worst. And then you just wreck them. Um, so, yeah, this is 100%. I think this is fine. Do you, yep. do you think it's fine? Oh, definitely. And so uh, I'll just go over what it actually does real quick. So you select one Bubatica Sardis inventory unit from your army until the end of the shooting phase that you've done it in your opponent's shooting phase. Uh, each time an enemy model shoots, if the unit that you had selected for Cloud of Flies is not the closest eligible target or within 12 inches of the model firing, and yeah, that's the funny part, it's the model firing. Nice. Then um, it cannot be selected as a target of that attack. I don't know, it is still units, so the, just one part of the unit has to get in. Uh, in addition, until the end of that phase, if the selected unit had the bodyguard ability, it loses that ability, so nothing yeah. like that salamander's silliness exactly so at least i got some foresight there and if the selected unit is a terminator keyword that strategy costs four cp instead of two yeah so it's going and, to be hard pill to swallow to put out to fork out eight cp to make a unit of termies untargetable for two turns right that is pretty steep yeah but i've used it on terminators for the four cp and yep. it was incredibly worth it because i had one unit that was in combat with oh. a unit closer. And those Terminators were literally 15 inches away from my opponent. So it was just like, all right, they're perfectly safe right now. You that's, can little shoot nothing. Mm, that's pretty good, actually. On those terms, it actually is fine. Because yeah, this is one of the this is only the second time we've seen a four CP strat, the other one being Vect. And Vect came out as a three CP and went up to a four CP because it was too good at three. So yeah, interesting to see four CP again. Um all right. Break their spirits. <laughs> I feel like that's what most of this book has been doing so, book has been doing so far. One CP, use a stratagem in the flight phase when a Death Guard Terminator model from your army destroys a model in the en- that destroys an enemy infantry, beast, or swarm unit. To the end of the phase, subtract four from the leadership characteristic of model in that unit. So, oh, so you can you kill one dude, pay a CP, and everyone else in it is minus four. Yes. Which, I mean, even the custodians, you kill one custodian biker. Yeah. They're effectively subtracting five from the roll, or yeah. adding five to the roll. Effectively, that's yuck. So, what is what? What in, th- in theory this is? Because of course, this gets more value the more valuable the unit it is. It's paying one CP to force your opponent to pay two CP to auto pass. And yeah, I like and they that a lot. That once, whereas yeah. this you can do every time that you want to. I like that a lot. I like that so much. <laughs> um, there are some things that are immune, like Tyranids aren't going to care. The inner circle stuff isn't going to care. But man, well, like Tyranids might care because you get someone up there with um, uh, roller trades escaping my mind. But if you're within three inches, you don't benefit from auras, which oh, aura. There you go. It is absolutely right. It is. And man, oh, that could actually be really spicy then. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm down. This. I think this is legit. I think this is really good. All right. Then we have Dark Cravings. One CP. Use a stratagem in your opponent's charge phase. Select one fetid bloat drone unit from your army. Until the end of that phase, if that unit is within six inches horizontally and five inches vertically of any enemy units, 
It can perform her organ intervention as if it was a character, and when doing so, it can move up to six inches instead of three. All other rules for her organ intervention still apply. Uh, yes, please. Yeah, it <laughs> yes, sir, how much? Your flesh more drones, the I have this point, stay away from me. Yes, drone. you cannot have this. It's mine. Don't even try. It's going to be bad. Yeah, someone you're going to get bad. Someone's going to get bad touched by that. <laughs> it's going to be really awful. Uh, I like it a lot. I think I think it adds a lot as well. Um, it's just giving me some X factor to some of these units. Like the Mythic Blight Hall's got some X factor. The the PBC's got some X factor, and now yeah, the um the Bloke Drone's got some X factor too. I think it's nice. Yeah, it's it's super good. If you are running Feather Bloke Drones, you're going to want to make sure that you have that in your mind. Yeah, because for sure. That ridiculous. All right, so that is it for the strats. Moving on to the secondaries. And uh, after we do secondaries, we'll have a, a little ad break, and then we'll jump in and do the uh, unit options. But first one, no mercy, no respite, it is fleeing victor vectors. Fleeing vectors. Uh, score three victory points at the end of the battle round. If any enemy units failed morale tests this battle round, that had one or more models destroyed by attacks made with plague weapons this battle round. They had me until the end of that sentence. <laughs> so it's not good? terribly hard to shoot play weapons and kill models. There are a whole lot of factions that basically ignore the morale phase. So it becomes very difficult to truly apply. There are some factions also, like uh, Necrons, that really don't. So if you're able to, you know, like get, you know, the uh, the terminator in there that can subtract forth on leadership or anything else along those lines you can definitely make them run and especially in melee if you get in the melee basically all the melee weapons are plate weapons yeah i see this as being really good on you know things like gsc things like guard things of that ilk but yeah like space marines aren't going to care that much or actually no the space marines might it just depends on the build but you're going to know when this is good right it's going to be very apparent when this is even usable yeah, yeah it, it's very unlikely you're going to get 15 on this one. It's very possible you'll get 9 to 12, if, especially if you have enough plate weapons that shoot. Mm. So 9 to 12, that's like some my bracket. If I can get, if I can very reliably get 8 on a secondary, I think it's worth taking. It might not be the best option, but that's what that's my, my own personal like benchmark. If I can get a reliable 8 on it, it's, it's decent. Um, so you're saying this gets 9 to 12. 9 to 12 is in a good range. Yep. Yeah, it's just because with the way the ninth edition missions are set up, your opponent has to get closer to you, and when they get closer to you, you're normally able to make that combat. Death Guard yep. are disgusting in the fight phase, or just yes. get close range. Fair enough. What's the next one? These next two are like a paragraph, so we're going to be fun. All right. Um, so the next one is Despoiled Ground. This is a battlefield supremacy objective, which is basically where you get you know your line breakers and your engagement all fronts. So if you select this objective, you score victory points as follows. There are four bullet points. The first one is score four victory points at the end of the battle if you have one or more bubonic astartes units that are wholly within your opponent's deployment zone and also wholly within your deployment zone. So basically you need to line break and uh, hold your own line. One of the things I feel like I need to go over with this real quick is none of the demon engines, the cultists, the poxwalkers, or the chaos spawn at bubonic astartes? So it's literally the it's literally the termies and the plague marines, yeah, and a couple of the characters. Correct. I, I don't know if a mortarian also does not have bubonic astartes. Um, I do not know if the demon prince does, but I would assume he does not. But we'll figure that out in a little bit. 
But uh, anywho, let's go on to the next part. So that one was four victory points. The next one is score four victory points at the end of the battle. If you have one or more Bubonic Astartes units from your army that are wholly within three different table quarters, and those units are all more than six inches away from the center of the battlefield, score six victory points if you instead have four uh, hmm. quarters. Okay, yep. All right, the next one is score four victory points at the end of the battle. If you control more than half of the total number of objective markers on the battlefield and the mm. units controlling them are bubonic Astartes units. Okay. Within reach of those markers. Might as well give us the last one. All right, and then the last one is score four victory points at the end of the battle if every objective marker on the battlefield is within contagion range of your contagion abilities. So that's the first one I've read that is... Actually, no, it's every objective. Man, these are all on the cusp of being really, really, really good. And then there's one last term or condition that makes it kind of unreasonable. Is that how you're feeling as well? So it's one of those interesting things. It's um, pretty much all these, especially like that first one and this next one, they're definitely win more secondaries. Yeah, exactly it's right. It's rare that you're going to pull out a game because of these secondaries. Yeah, it's it's... If you're already dominating, if you are absolutely crushing it at the end of the game, here's 15 points. If you're doing anything less, here's maybe four or eight. Like yep. it's it's a big it's a big ask for a slow, methodical plotting army that may not may not have any more than say four or five bubonic starting units to do all these things. And it's just like yeah. a sixth objective mission. It's just not viable to hold four, let alone hold six to get four points. Um, uh, yeah, I think there's just a couple, few many, too many issues there. If it was any yep. Death Guard unit, if it was not, if it was not chained to Bubonic Astartes, this thing would be legit. It would still be a win more, but it would be legit. Like, hmm. Yeah, I think that's the bit that makes it unreasonable. Anyway, last one: Shadow Operations, spread the sickness. Um, if you select a subjective Death Guard, then Death Guard infantry units in your army can perform the following action. Uh, one unit from your army can start to perform this action at the end of your movement phase if it's within three of an objective marker that has not been contaminated already. A unit cannot, cannot start this action while there are any enemy units excluding aircraft within three of the same objective marker. This action is completed at the end of your turn. When this action is completed, you can choose one of the following. Roll 1d6 so on a full plus that objective marker is said to have been contaminated. The unit performing this action suffers D3 mortal wounds, and that objective marker is said to have been contaminated. Score three victory points at the end of the battle for each objective marker on the battlefield has been contaminated in this way, pretty much. So you walk up to an objective, you do this action, you can either chance it on a 4+, plus to get it off and not take mortals, or you can automatically take mortals and just get it off, and you can only do it once per objective. So in a four objective mission, this thing is an only is, is pretty unviable. In a six, it's pretty it's it can be it can be pretty good, really. You get nine. You can get nine points without leaving your deployment zone, essentially. Yeah, this one is definitely a six to nine point one. I think the biggest issue with it is you can only have one unit do this per turn. Yeah, and if you elect to not take mortal wounds, because these are ores, they're not. If you don't do this, then you get the other one. Yeah, it's pick one of these. If they didn't make us that, in order to not take mortal wounds, you had to roll a dice on a four plus. It works. Otherwise, nothing happens. It's ridiculous. It should be like you try to contaminate the thing and you roll dice on a four up, you take nothing. On a one through three, you take D3 mortal wounds. That's what it should be. Yeah, agreed. It's 
I mean, it, you might as well just get rid of that first bullet point. There's no reason to have that bullet point there. No one's ever going to take the chance because then you just go, what, you got to take, you got to chance it again next turn? Never going to take the chance. You're going to either score the points or you're just not going to take this one. Um, yeah. Yeah, a bit rough. A bit, uh, those those sway the secondaries seem a little lackluster compared to some others. I mean, the Blood Angels ones seem, and Space Marine ones are obviously ridiculously good. The Necron ones are getting better over time as people get more accustomed to that book. But this these ones, I don't know how able how able or willing you are to take any of these. Yep. Uh, so once more, spread the sickness. If you know you're going to crush your opponent, this is not a bad one. Because so, you'll be able to get people off of those objectives. Because you do still need to have them outside three inches of that objective to actually even start this. Um, one thing I just want to tell people about while it's still fresh in their minds, this is the only action Poxwalkers can do. Yes. yes. So if you've got a huge density of Poxwalkers, this becomes better. Um, but yeah, it's in Shadow Operations. That's the same as Scramblers, isn't it? Yeah, so that's where you get Scramblers. Um, mm. Investigate yeah. sites, I think. Um, yep. But yeah, um, that makes it okay because you you know if you build an army, you, well you can take you can take while we stand we fight. You can take can you take while we stand we fight and banners? Is that the same one? Raise the banners high. Uh, no, while we stand we fight is um, I want to say no mercy no respite. Yeah, because um, if you could take like this and and banners, that's actually they actually spread the sickness and ra- raise the banners. Actually, oh, go pretty well. Yeah, so banners, it, it's the same as banners. Yeah, so you can't take while we stand and banners. Yeah, I thought you could, but you could take you know this shadow, the spread the sickness and raise the banners, and you know the same. You know, you have one pox walker investigate on this side, and have one pox walker put a put a banner up that side. The next turn, that that one that put the banner up spreads the sickness on that one. That, that turn, the other one puts the banner up, or you know, stuff like that. You, there is some options there that those two can go pretty well in concert. But none of these are setting me on fire, and I don't think you're going to see these that often either. But yeah, okay. okay. Um, early on in tournaments. Yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, at this time, we'll take a short commercial break, but this commercial break is a little bit different. We're actually going to be advertising something for the Frontline Gaming Network ourselves. So the Frontline Gaming Network and uh, FLG have uh, launched the 2021 Events Pass, Express Pass, essentially, Express Events Pass. Uh, but uh, what is it? The FLG 40K Events at 21 2021 pass is a virtual ticket good for any three 40k events of your choice run by frontline gaming through to the end of 2022 not only do you save an average of 23 percent off the standard ticket price you also get to register for the events before general and registration opens so you never need to have to worry about missing out on a popular event so yeah saving 23 percent on th- up to three uh, of these and of course any of these can be used for any of those three events can be used for las vegas open so you get to register at the same time as the high rollers for the las vegas open which is pretty pretty cool so never miss out on an event these are also covid proof so good to the end of 2022 meaning that if you don't get to cash these in in this year because of wherever you may be in the world or whatever may be going for on for you it's still wide open all the way into december of 2022 and um it was expected that frontline gaming has announced they'll be running up to 14 major 40k events between now and when these tickets expire so surely in that time there will be something good for you out there to attend so jump on that support frontline gaming they will support us in this podcast please jump on grab your express pass for 2021 2022 and yeah get involved and we are back. Okay, still got Don, and we are here to talk about unit choices. Now, we had to, this. This is a complete rewrite of most of these data sheets, isn't it? It is. There's very few things that even look the same. Mm. It's so, uh, yeah, it's amazing what they've done with this book compared to like even the Space Marine book. Mm. It's almost like the Necrons book almost, where they yeah. changed it. 
Absolutely right. Now, due to that, we could literally talk about every single data sheet. But between Don and myself, we've boiled it down to just talking about most of the data sheets. <laughs> There's a couple we've decided not to speak on. The first one we're going to talk about, though, is the brand new HQ, the Lord of Virulence. So I'll read the stat line out for you guys. Uh, movement 5, weapon skill, bliss skill 2+, plus, strength 4, toughness 5, 6 wounds, 5 attacks, leadership 9, 2 plus save. Comes equipped with a twin plague spewer, a plague claw, a black grenades, crack grenades, the Twin Plague Spewer is range 12, heavy 2d6, uh, strength 5, minus 1, 1 damage. It's a Plague Weapon and automatically hits. So it's essentially, it's a, a Twin Heavy Flamer for all intents and purposes. And the Plague Claw is a Power Fist. Yeah, minus 1 to hit Power Fist, of course. Same as a regular one. Uh, strength times 2, minus 3, 2 damage. Comes with Disgustingly Resilient, Contagions of Nurgle, Teleport Strike, so we can, of course, Deep Strike. Uh, 4 plus Invulnerable Save, because I believe he's in Cataphracty. Um, Lord of the Death Guard, so Ruel wants to hit in a six-inch aura, and Master of Destruction. Uh, this is a pretty much a brand new one just for this guy. While well, a friendly Plague Company core unit was in six this model, each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack with a Plague Weapon on a modified rude roll of six, improve the armor penetration characteristic of the attacker by one. Don, is this boy any good? Uh, this boy is amazing for his cost of 120 points. Yes. He, uh, so... Already, he comes with a twin heavy flamer. Awesome. He's a Terminator. Awesome. He has Lord rerolls. Awesome. He even has that one funny little rule of it seems very, very niche, but um, whenever you make it on my five and roll of a six with a ranged weapon with a play keyword on a core unit, uh, extra AP. It's all really good. And he even has a Plague Power Fist. I mean, who, who wouldn't want that? <laughs> Plague Power Fist. You're actually right. Plague Power Fist is, is the perfect term. Um, so 120 points. It seems pretty good. It gives, well, first, he gives, you, could, you could pay that much for a captain and you wouldn't be that unhappy in Terminator armor. But he also gives that, that little spicy on top a bit. Is that, is that any worth it? Is the Master of Destruction something worth investing in? Uh, yes, especially once you start thinking about how good the Death Shroud are. Uh, with their little Plague Spur Gauntlets, Especially once you start getting like arch contaminator in, so you're just looking for sixes or fives and sixes. Every time you roll a six, it's AP one or you know your blight launchers, things along those lines. It's it is really nice to have on units that you're already gonna be taking these weapons for. Yeah, I, I think I rate him. I actually rate him quite highly. Um, but yeah, jumping down to our next one, you want to read out Typhus? Tell us a little bit about him if he's changed enough. Uh, so yeah, Typhus has definitely changed. He is probably one of the best. Like my thing with the Lord of Virulence is his only downside is he's not a psyker, otherwise he's a perfect character. Typhus is the psyker on top yeah. of the Lord of Virulence. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, he's a wound five, weapon skill, blitz skill two, strength four, T five, six wounds, six attacks, nine leadership, two of a save. He comes with the Master to Man Reaper, Blight Grenades. Um, and your army can only include one Typhus. Typhus <gasps> does not have clones. Shocked. So is Master to Man Reaper? Has two different profiles. The cleave profile, which is plus three strength, AP three, three damage, plague weapon, subtract one from it, the attacks hit rolls. Or the scythe attack, which is plus one strength, AP one, one damage, plague weapon. Each time you make an attack roll with this weapon, or uh, attack with this weapon, make two hit rolls instead of one. Then he has disgusting resilient, contagious nurgle, teleport strike. He has a four plus symbol save. His old pistol, the destroyer hive, got changed into um, in your command phase. You can select one enemy unit within six inches of this model. Roll D6 on a two plus. That unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. So nice. even more character mortal wounds. Yeah, that's real nice. Then we get a, another aura, Master of the Dead Who Walk. Uh, before he used to increase strength and toughness of poxwalkers by one. Now it's just every poxwalker unit within, and not, not even 
play company locked. Every Poxmark unit within six inches of this model adds one to the strength characteristic. Still good. Still legit. Uh, on top of that, he still has the new Chaos Lord Aura of Real Ones to hit. Then he also has the new Lord Contagion Aura, or uh, special rule, which is add three inches to the Contagion ranges of all your Contagion abilities. And then even beyond that, he has the Herald of Nurgle. This model can be included in any Death Guard detachment without preventing units in that detachment from carrying the Plague Company Contagion. This okay. model can only carry a Plague Company Contagion if it is in a Harbinger's detachment. So that means he cannot have a Warlord trait, because his Warlord trait is the Harbinger's one, unless he's in a Harbinger's detachment. I mean, that makes sense. And he's also a Psyker? He is, and so he can attempt to manifest two, and can deny one psychic power. Okay, um, okay. I'm expecting him to be like 200 yeah. points. How many is he? Uh, so I just have to recheck. I'm gonna have to come back here in a moment. That's no problem. But just to, just while you're looking there, my God, the value here is immense. So he's giving you a fr- essentially a free smite within six inches at the start of every command phase. He buffs pox walkers. He gives you reroll ones. He enhances your contagions, and he doesn't break your other your other um, traits when you include him when he's not in the harbinger's detachment. So if he's if you're in the whatever the other dudes are wretched, um, he doesn't stop them being wretched, but he just doesn't get wretched unless he's yeah yeah he's correct amazing and two powers as well. So he's, a, he's essentially he's a Libby. Yeah, how many points is he? Yeah. So he is 165 points, which is only 10 points more than most demon princes are, without wins. He is legit awesome. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I'm six impressed. Attacks, that means that when he does his little uh, cleavage or uh, scythe attack, 12. he's got 12, mm. 12 attacks. Hitting on twos. Yeah. Uh, so he's not rolling ones because he's not a core. He's not core. Yeah. Core. But uh, yeah, hitting on twos with, you know, strength uh, five, AP one, one damage, plague weapon. Yeah, good. rerolling to wound, rerolling wounds of ones. Man, I think he's amazing, actually. I think he's really, really, really good. Okay. I think you'll see him a lot in most people's regular lists just because of how good he as a character is. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to Plague Marines. Now, a lot of hubbub around Plague Marines, but it's 21 points, guys. Keep in mind, 21 points. All right, movement five, weapon skill, blue skill, three plus, strength four, toughness five, two wounds, two attacks, three plus armor. They can have a swathe of different weapons, um, and this they're like their data sheet is literally a whole page. Um, malicious volleys, remorseless, disgusting, resilient, contagious of Nurgle, vectors of death. A plague marine equipped with a two melee weapons gets an attack characteristic of three. Dude, why do pe- yep. why are people complaining so much about these? Because they seem absolutely bonkers to me. So it's one of those things that people had been used to building them in the kit bash way that they were, which is where they would run. Uh, two of any weapon that they wanted for any unit, regardless of unit size. Now it's you can have one of each weapon, and not not one weapon, but one of each weapon. Yeah, for every five dudes that you have. Okay. So you can customize the crud out of this unit, but it can't be like all plague knives or all yes. flails. Or can't be homogenous. Mm. Um, one of the other things to keep in mind is with that vectors of death, when you get the third attack for having two weapons, whenever you take a flail. Of corruption, a mace of contagion, a greater plus cleaver, or you know, even a power fist. Uh, granted, the power fist doesn't really matter because it just increases their attacks to three. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those, like you know, yeah. playroom before with his flail, he had one attack on the charge. He had a second attack, 
and then you'd have 2d3 attacks, uh, hit rolls, with the way that the flail used to work. So the flail has changed, and I think that's something that people will need to be aware of. Yep. The flail now does two hit rolls per attack, and because this guy has a flail and a plague knife, he now has three attacks, which is six hit rolls, just every time that he's swinging. Yikes! Yeah, that's true. And if you, you could you could do it on the champion and go for eight, eight, yeah, eight rolls. So the champion can't take that's a lot fair. of these weapons. Fair, okay. He can take a power fist. Yeah, right, that's, that's good enough. <laughs> no, no one's going to complain there. Uh, yeah. I think people just need to divest themselves from what what was and just absorb what is. Because for 21 points, um, for, sorry, for one point less than a Plague Marine, you get an Intercessor. And an Intercessor is uh, the same amount of wounds, the same amount of base attacks. They, they still get plus one on the charge, so they go to three. Yeah, fair enough. Still hit on threes, you know, whatever. Uh, they're moving six. These are movement fives. But these are toughness five with minus one to wound. Just just for one point, you, you get... Yeah, um, uh, minus one damage, but yes. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. You, sorry, you get what I mean, though. Your toughness five, minus one damage. Toughness five, that one point alone would be worth either of those. Like, you'd pay three points for either of those. You get both for one point. I mean, my head just goes, wow, I'm going to see 60 of these on every table. But that doesn't sound like what people are going through and what people are going for. But we will, we might leave that as a little foreshadowing for part two. We're going to dissect maybe the ways in which to get the most of, of Plague Marines. But Don, what are your thoughts? How, how much do you love these or how much do you hate them? So they're great. And one of the biggest bumps to their viability was the change to the Plague Knife. So the Plague Knife used to be strength user, AP nothing, one damage plate weapon. And all they did was make it so that it became AP one like a, you know the chain swords, and it has increased their damage to a ridiculous amount on top of the fact that most of the time when they're poking you with them, unless you're in a soup detachment, they will have you at minus one toughness. So even against mm. like a titan, they're wounding on fives. Just yes, yes. Probably rolling. Well, they are rolling ones. They're probably rolling everything though if they're going hard into that build. It's ridiculous what they can do with those. Amazing, dude. That's actually crazy. I love it. Uh, but moving on, you want to tell us about Poxwalkers? All right, so Poxwalkers. These guys, in my opinion, are one of the most improved units in the Codex, primarily because they don't require, uh, you know, they, they ain't you no know, man in their life. They can just <laughs> around. So uh, they're, for a mighty five points, they've gone down two points. Nice. They're moving four, weapon skill four, which is a bonus over the weapon skill five they used to have. Blitz skill doesn't exists. Strength 3, T4, which they used to be T3, unless they had Typhus nearby. One wound, two attacks, four for leadership, which doesn't matter, and a 7 plus save. They can go up to a unit of 20, if you want to, and they have an improvised weapon, which is basically just your standard close combat weapon. Nothing special about it. They have the Contagions of Nurgle, and then they have the Curse of the Walking Pox. Each time a melee attack made by a model in this unit um, inflicts a casualty on an enemy unit, so long as it is not a vehicle or monster, one of the this unit's destroyed models is added back to that unit with one wound remaining. Models added back to this unit this way can be set up in engagement range of units that they're already in engagement range of. So you can wrap around yes. after you kill them. It's okay. Super so where's strong. the where's the downside? Because so far I'm seeing ridiculousness for for value. Oh, let's continue with more upsides for you. So mindless horde, they are still um, 
immune to morale. Well, that's actually fodder. But Mindless Horde is the downside. So this unit cannot perform any actions except for Spread the Sickness. And then there's some Crusade Force stuff, which... Never mind, never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fodder is each time a morale test is taken for this unit, it automatically passes. Yep, yep, yep. And then just when you thought you lost Feel of Pain forever, these guys went from a 5-up Feel of Pain to a 6-up Feel of Pain. Okay. So yeah, they just got a six up if they would, if you lose the wounds, roll a six, not lost. But they just got they got just got base plus one toughness. They they went down in wounds, went up in toughness. They got worse. They got the same kind of regening stuff in combat, but they got way better stratagem support. Why have they got two attacks? <laughs> I just don't understand so why, why this literal they, bag of bones on legs gets two attacks. Never mind. They have always had two attacks. I, I know they've always it's, had two attacks. Um, it still bothers me. It's always bothered me. <laughs> well, I think it's because they also bite. You know, so they're covered in spikes. I've been attacked by my own Poxwalkers just from existing near them. <laughs> they even pale themselves on me. Uh, it, so they're good. very, very spiky models. Maybe that's mm. just what happens. They just start rolling around. They, they hit people with their spikes. Flail into you. But, dude, these <laughs> uh, these guys are incredibly good value. Uh, toughness 4 with a 6-up feeling no pain. For 5 points a model, I can't think of anything else that has that. Like nope, uh, your other five point models are Grotz and uh, Guardsmen and Term. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. Guardsmen are not five points anymore. They're five know. and a half points. Yeah, they're five. Yeah, five point one per. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're actually right. Crazy, crazy, crazy to think. Mm, I right. I think we're going to be seeing lots of them. All right, Blightlord Terminators. Um, I might get you to look up how many points they cost while I read them out. Uh, weapon skill 5, blitz skill uh, weapon skill 3+, plus, strength 4, toughness 5, 3 wounds, 3 attacks, leadership 8, 2 plus save. Um, they come equipped with a swathe of weapons, swathe, absolute swathe. So the axes, the autocannons, the bail swords, the flails, the spewers, etc., etc. Um, malicious volleys, remorseless, disgusting, resilient, contagions of Nurgle, teleport strike, and disease terminate armor for that four plus invulnerable save. They went up one movement, didn't they? They did. And on top of that, they, they lost the, the special rule that halves their advance roll. Yeah, the crappy so advance roll. Movement five, regular advance. Mm, how many points per I'm model? Just going faster. So before, with the equipment that they have equipped, just base, there were 43 points a model. They went down to 40 points a model. Man, damn. And this, so if people are unaware, this was pretty much the best or the premier Death Guard unit prior to the changes. This guy, these guys are maybe a huge unit of Plague Marines if you put all your points into buffing them and stuff. Well, the two best units you could kind of make out of the old Plague Marine book. Where do these guys sit preeminently now? They still seem pretty damn good for the points. So Death Guard Terminators in general are one of the scariest things that you will see on a table. You will have a hard be. time removing them. And if they get close, they will probably kill whatever they hit. It's well, three wounds with minus one damage is, and, and, and a four plus invulnerable save and two plus armor is actually kind of obnoxious already. Yep. And you can do other things that further increase their durability. I know. That's <laughs> rough as guts. Uh, but are these, are these, uh, they come in um, units of four to nine, of course, when one um, champion. Uh, five to ten. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, four, four plus the champ, and up to nine other terminators plus the champ. Uh, but yeah, do, what are these looking at? Are these looking at like min squads, max squads, multiple squads, or are these just still, still, still just crazy expensive for once you tick them all out? Oh, so uh, I don't think you'll take them out that much because just our base loadout is amazing now. But um, you're either going to see units like a lot, like three squads of five, or you're going to see one brick of ten, or maybe two bricks of ten. If they're that good, that they will plunk themselves down, or even just walk across the table, and they will remove parts of the table. Yes, they will. 
<laughs> I'm uh, I'm still a huge fan of them. Um, so any one of them can replace their bell swords with axes. Yeah, all the all the comic bolters can be comic flamers and melters and plasmas and all these things. So yeah, I'm still I still think they're crazy good. I think they're crazy good, man. Um, we'll jump over to I think what are you? I think you've pretty much told me in not so many words that this is your favorite unit, the Death Shroud. Uh, this unit went from being a practical zero. You'd only bring them for guarding Mortarian to yep. now you will see them in not 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 most but you will see them in every death guard list because of how ridiculous that they are well wow. right. they might even be undercosted they are 50 points model for this so they come in units of three to six and the moon five weapon skill two blitz skill three blitz skill uh, two yep yeah uh strength four t5 three wounds four attacks on the regular dudes five on the sarge uh leadership nine with a sarge and a save of a 2-plus with a 4-plus symbol save. They come each with a Plague Spurt Gauntlet, which is a 12-inch gun, pistol 6, strength 3, AP nothing, 1 damage, plague weapon, automatic hit. Uh, the champion can take a second one. And then they each come with a Man Reaper, which is uh, basically the same weapon that Typhus has, but minus 1 damage on the overcleave. It's uh, plus 3 strength, AP 3, 2 damage, plague weapon, minus 1 to hit. Or the other profile is plus one strength, AP one, one damage, play weapon, two hit rolls per attack instead of one. So a unit of just three of these dudes has eight, eight, ten, has 26 attacks? Uh, yep. Wowie. Yeah. Okay. Hitting and on two? Units, <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to see units of five. Five oh. is... Yeah, so you want to stop the coherency issues, and you still want to also stop the blast issues. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, five. Well, dude, damn man, five of these is insane. Actually, all right, but tell me, yeah. some, tell me some more. All right, so then they also have the bodyguard aura, which is enemy units with a plague company character uh, keywords that have a wounds characteristic of nine or less that are within three inches of this unit yep. cannot be targeted yeah, <laughs> by wow. any ranged attacks. Yeah, so it's the same as the um, my Deathwing command squads. Even if they're in front, like even if the Demon Prince is in front of these dudes, it can't be shot. Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. And then uh, there's a new war gear option, which is the Trans of Contagion. If you pay the 15 points for this, which uh, in playtesting I've not found a whole lot of use for it, because most of the time they come down, kill everything, and they're already in combat range, everything like that, is add three inches to your contagion range for all contagion abilities that yeah. uh, the barrier unit has. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't seem crazy for 15 points, but there might be some combos down the line that people might find saucy enough. Man, I just think they are the most improved unit in this codex, and I'm, I'm enthusiastic to see them on the table. I'm not enthusiastic to face them on the table, though. They, they seem terrifying. And, I mean, they're such beautiful models. They're gigantic Terminators with size. Mm, with size. What's not to like? <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> they... And they will not, you cannot tie them down either. Like, I I played against them just the other day with Mortarian. One of you, these guys, granted, got a little lucky with the rolls, but one shot of Mortarian between wow. shooting and charge phase. Wow, that's that's ridiculous. Okay, fair. Fair enough. I, I can see how they could do it as well. Um, we, we did. I did have Terra Spawn on my list, but I think we already touched on them already, so we're probably just going to dodge them for this case. And we're going to jump on down to the combo of three or four. Was it? It's four, five. Sorry, five elite characters. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we need to talk about all these, but there are a couple we definitely need to. Like um, the so the the Putrefy is the Grenadier boy, isn't he? 
Yeah, the Mario Luigi's Pizza Fire. I don't know if, if um, I just want to let you free to like wax lyrical on all yeah. five of these together rather than read them all out at once. But dude, fire off, go crazy! All right. So basically, they're all basic character stat line: T five, four wounds, uh, four attacks with a three up save. The Noxious Blightbringer, the Bellboy, he has three auras, one of which increases movement speed of all Play Company core and the elite characters yep. by one when they have a normal move or advance. Uh, he also has an aura of subtract one from all attrition tests within six inches. Nice. And then he also subtracts one from all psychic tests uh, for all of his enemy psychers and enemy attrition tests. Uh, so you would subtract one from the psychic tests within six inches by one. The Foul Blight Spawn, his aura had changed from being a uh, seven inch aura of you don't count as charging or always strikes first to now he's a judiciary. He does the three inches at the start of the fight phase. You don't fight until you're not eligible to fight until everything else fights. The biologist feature fire is a freaking scary guy that you will see. Frequently. <laughs> uh, I, I also want to go over his weapon real quick. The injector pistol It's a three inch pistol. That is a play weapon. So you can also use overwhelming curiosity, get it to nine inches strength four, AP one, one damage. Each time an attack roll is made with this weapon against an infantry cavalry or beast unit. If that attack successfully wounds the target, it, it, sorry, it also inflicts D3 mortal wounds to it. Cool. That's Yeah, that, I like that. This yep. little spicy right. little smite there. So then we have his uh, other auras. So he has the Blight Racks. Uh, now it's a six-inch thing. Bubonic Astartes units within six inches. Blight Grenades from that unit have an arm uh, penetration yeah. characteristic of one, mm. damage of two. The Pichu Explosion is whenever he dies, roll a D6 on a four plus. Every enemy unit, excluding Nurgle units, within six inches suffers a mortal wound. Nice. And then the Foul Infusion, which is the terrifying part. Once per turn, at the start of either your charge phase or fight phase, you can select one friendly Plague Company core unit within six inches of this model. Until the start of your next command phase, each time an enemy, sorry, each time a model from that unit makes a melee attack with a Plague Weapon, an unmodified wound roll of a six inflicts one mortal wound in oh. addition to normal damage. Oh, okay. uh, each Unit can only be selected for this ability once per turn, so you can't stack it on the same unit. So you can do this on a unit of five death shroud that have like forty attacks. Forty-two right? attacks. Forty-two attacks. <gasps> yep. That is Adams. That is Adams. That is okay. So that's what you get instead of um, what was what was it used to be called the the psychic Blades power blade. Yes, that's what you get instead of blades. So you can still just yep. proc a hellacious amount of mortal wounds. I think this is crazy good. Yep. And granted, you can't have three of these guys in the same elite slot. But you can have three of them activating on three different units at the yes. same time. Yeah, fair and good and good. <laughs> I'm very happy. <laughs> yep. um, the Pla- Plague Surgeon, tell me a story because this guy looks the biz. Oh, so Plague Surgeon? So when everyone was all scared about the uh, loss of disgusting resilience as far as five of the pain goes, this guy now has a aura of uh, six in- sorry, three inches. Bubonica starts infantry units within that range. Each time that they would lose a wound, instead, they get a 6-up Phenol Pain. Yikes. And Yikes. then Just, he also does the, uh, at the end of the moon phase, this model can heal one friendly Bubonic Astartes infantry and within three inches of it, it regains G3 wounds lost. I was just uh, I was only healed once per turn. When so so some a little bird whispered in my ear and said, Adam, don't worry, they're still gonna have disgusting resilient, like they're still gonna have thing. And I was like, ah, cool, cool, cool. I'm I'm happy they can still get it. And then I whispered back and said, They can't res people, can they? Like, please don't tell me they can res these terminators. And they're like, No, they can't. I'm like, oh thank God. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's one of those sore spots also was um the original Nurgle infantry stratagem that was in our old book 
was you either heal D3 for 2 CP, or if the nothing needs to be healed, you get a guy back. And yeah. we lost that. Well, so but, I'm of the uh, opinion nobody should have that. I think Marines shouldn't have it at all. You shouldn't be able to get dudes back. Just get rid of it. This Plague Surgeon is very, very, very good enough to take already. Like, yep. he doesn't need the res guys to be viable. He's already good enough. Yeah. And, I mean, he still has a Plague Power Sword and, you know, all that other stuff on top of it. Um, you're probably very frequently going to see this guy with a Fugara cell, which increases the range of war abilities or, by three inches. Yeah. It's nice. And Arch Contaminator to make that a nine inch oh, Yeah, that's real. That's actually an amazingly good combo. Wow, the the yeah, yeah. Wow. There's just he just does so much for you I, when you when you add that in. Nah, good yep. call. And then we have the last of the five characters, the Tallyman, which you will also see in every list. And I'm just gonna go over the part that uh you will see him for in every list that you see. So this is the sevenfold chant at the start of the command phase which currently this works in both. I would not expect it to stay working in both. <laughs> if this model's on the battlefield, roll 2d6. On a 7+, plus, you gain one command point. Yeah, wow, okay. So it, it went from, you know, only on a 7 when you yeah. use the strategy to now every command phase. Yeah, so half, then, half or better of the time. Well, so what is it? It's, a, it's what, like 58%, 58% or something like that. Yeah, it's just over half. Mm. Nice. Uh and then he has another ability that in your command phase, this model can tally one friendly Plague Company core units uh, from your army, which is Possessed, Plague Marines, and your non-character Terminators. Until the start of your next command phase, each time that model makes an attack, add one to the hit roll. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, very nice. So it is close to being um, a Space Marine Ancient. This guy is this guy's legit. This guy's really good. Um, so you can just turn off the... The issues with the the man rapers being the minus one to hit, like, nah, you're hitting on twos again. All you can do that with CP, and at the same time, you're just going to sit at the back on an objective a lot of the time. Also, what's the uh, with the arcs? It needs to be within six to do the tally thing. But you know, you could just take him in the times when you don't need the plus one to hit. Sits on a back objective and probably gives you two or three command points um, just for taking him along. Maybe even four or five if you roll like an absolute boss. But man, I like. Yeah, I think that average is three to four if you go purely based off averages and that's if you're only doing it in your own command phase once you get it to both command phases like it currently is written it's, as yeah it's you're getting four to five four every to five game. every game yeah it's ridiculous it's actually ridiculous um who knows maybe that's as, as intended if it is if it does stay like that expect that to be in every single list all right mythic blood haulers these guys got a, con- a considerable overhaul they lost one special ability but got given so much more um most notably they went up by one weapon skill bliss skill it went up from bliss skill four plus to bliss skill three plus which you only used to get from taking three guys and now they just have that all the time um they got the of course they lost the um the five plus dr but they did get minus one to wound which i think is ridiculously good too did they gain wounds as well that's one damage but yeah yeah sorry i um, keep saying minus one to wound. apologies guys you know what I, you know what i mean yeah uh, so they did gain an extra wound and they gained an extra attack granted everything in our codex pretty much gained an extra attack but lost uh hateful assaults which i think is better so it's, it's oh, not unconditional you just stuck in and being happy to be stuck in yeah um was it were they always minus one to hit uh, so, yes, they were in always minus one to hit in the fight phase. Yep. Hmm. And so the, uh, ability, the, the ability they lost was the cover granting one, yeah? Correct. Yeah, where friendly Death Guard infantry within seven inches, holy, gain the benefits of light cover is what they used to have. That's gone. And now their explosion does not affect normal units. There you go. Nice. But it's otherwise relatively unchanged. It's six inches now instead of seven. Hmm. How do you rate these guys? 
So they did go up significantly in points to 140. Um, but mm. to be fair, when they were 100 points, they were way, way, way too cheap. Um, yeah, 40 before the melt to change, and they just never changed their points mm. until the new stuff came out. And now at 140, they feel like they're where they should be. They're very, very good. They have a crack missile, a multi-melta, a 12-inch assault weapon, and then they're not bad in the fight phase. And on top of that, you can make them hyper-durable with that one stratagem that every unit that attacks from the shooting phase subtracts one from their number of attacks they're allowed to fire from them of one. Yeah, yeah. It's actually pretty legit how durable you can make these guys. Um, 140 might end up being overs for them, but I don't. I think it's a fine place to start. You certainly don't, wouldn't want to see these guys at like 110 or 115, would you? That would just be way no, if they, they flood the board like they currently are. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I should say currently are before the points adjustment. You saw six to nine of these in every deck. Exactly right. Exactly right. So good. Mm. All right. What's the next one? Uh, next one we have is the Fed of Blood Drone. This guy is also seeing a little bit of a change. He no longer is tierable because now he is down to nine wounds. Is otherwise uh, well, also weapon skill plus skill three. All of our demon engines became that, uh, except for the Playbird Crawlers. Now weapon skill three plus, or sorry, weapon skill six plus skill three. But, um, yeah, it, he also gained the uh, extra attack, no hate charge. Uh, his weapons did change a little bit. The Heavy Blight Launcher gained an extra AP. The Plague Spitters are now Strength 6 instead of Strength User. Then the Flesh Mower is only plus 1 Strength, so it's only Strength 7. AP 2, 2 damage, play weapon. And then each time you make an attack roll with this weapon, or an attack with this weapon, make 3 hit rolls instead of 1. Wow, so 12. And, yep. And then it's a regular Plague Probe went down from D3 damage to 1. Mm. And these guys, for the most part, got a little bit cheaper um, okay. than they used to be. So there was a time when I went before... Back in the days before the Rule of 3, I faced down 16 of these things. Um, and since then, I've been... They've never been that good again. I've never seen more than like one in a list since then. I think I'm about to see two as almost like in every list as a minimum. Because, man, those Flesh Mowers... Dude, 12 attacks at strength 6 minus 2, 2 damage, rerolling once to wound. Um, I think it's the business. I think it's really good. How many points are they now? So with the Flesh Mower, they're 135 points. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty legit. I think that's right yep. on the mark. What do you think? Do you think they're just, these are like bordering an auto-take? Because I feel like they're just perfect. So I do feel like they're very, very good, especially if you know that you have a lot of terrain in your meta. They need to hide because as soon as your opponent knows what they are and what they'll do, they'll they will... Yeah. Put all their guns into that thing. And it mm. it does have new discussion resilient. It does have five of save. It is T7. It has less wounds than a rhino. It is gonna die. Just know that that's gonna happen. Hmm. Not fair enough. I, I like them a lot. I'm I'm very keen to see them bouncing around. Um we have to we can talk about the PBC in all in all honesty. There actually is only a, a few words to say about the PBC. Uh Blitzkill 3 Plus is huge. I, I think it's very, very, very great. Uh, buff here um it's it means its actual las cannons are good like the uh, the actual um oh, so what are they called not the place uh, entropy, entropy cannons i think the entropy cannons actually seem good right now d3 plus three damage hitting on threes two of them 36 inch range you you're so much more willing to not just have this guy sitting at the back of the board so sitting at the front of the board and pushing up in front of whatever you guys is your screen you're much more likely to see him at the back of the board like a mainline battle tank you know hunkering down put taking the big shots um Explosion's still there, and it's got flat two damage on its mortar now instead of D3, which I think is a. I, I want to see that across the board. Get rid of all D3s, make them twos. I think everyone will be happier. 
Yeah, uh, especially because so many players. Um, oh, oh, dude, oh, they, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna lose their minds. But dude, yeah, what do you think? Uh, so I, I'm a large fan of all this. The changes to the entropy cannon make it so that I don't laugh at it anymore. The entropy cannon does actually have a place. I the way that I play Death Guard, I still like the play experience more. But I also play with a lot of people that like to hug me, and <laughs> anything you can do to get rid of hugs is good. Uh, the the other thing that changed was the Rot Hail Volley Gun. It went from heavy three to rapid fire three. Nice. Uh, it lost one AP, and uh, it is yeah, it's it's an amazing gun for any tank that wants to run forward. I've heard of a lot of Death Guard players that are like, I need to find somebody to convert my <laughs> heavy slugger into a Rot Hail Volley Gun. Guess, because guess. the flame tank version, you're always going to be in rapid fire range effectively. Well, guess what? No one knows what they look like. Say what say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only us one other death guard to be like, what is that on the front of you? That's not what that is, and you'll then you'll have a problem. But everyone else will just be like, oh yeah, go for it, dude. Whatever. I don't know. I have no idea what it looks like. You, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. All right, give me one sec. Grab a. Hey, grab a child. One sec. Let's stress. I'll pause. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under. A content review podcast for Warhammer 40k. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.